Good evening, and thank you for joining us. This week, our series entitled The Journey of Christmas Continues. In this, we are exploring the literal journey, meaning the geography of events surrounding the birth of Christ. But we're also looking at the journey of emotions, the ups and downs, if you will, of those involved and those affected. But what good is looking at the past if there's no value in it for our present and our future? Let's see what tonight's journey has in store for us. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that we can gather together in your name. God, we ask that you would minister to each and every one of us, Lord, as we explore the story of your birth and those characters involved in that. Open our understanding, Lord Jesus. Show us something perhaps that we had not seen before. Help us, O oh God, to relate these events to our own lives. We worship you this night, Lord, and we thank you, God, for the privilege of being yours. In Jesus' name, amen. So our physical journey this evening begins in eastern lands, takes us to Jerusalem, then to Bethlehem in Judea, and back to eastern lands. Our emotional journey, however, is quite a roller coaster. It includes awe and excitement, desire, anxiety and fear, treachery, loss and heartbreak, and utter joy and fulfillment. Our story begins in Matthew chapter 2. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child and his mother. Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Whew, what a spectacular journey. These wise men, however many they were, scripture doesn't say, had somehow noticed his star as it rose. And their desire to find him and worship him set them on a journey that would impact not just them, but those they encountered along the way. Well, I'd love to be able to tell you with certainty how they noticed his star. Truth is, I don't really know. 
it's said that these wise men were actually magi. We would call them in our day astrologers. Astrology is defined as a pseudoscience that claims to divine information about human affairs and terrestrial events by studying the movements and relative positions of celestial objects. This is how some of us, before we were in Christ, some of you are going to remember this. This is how some of us got our horoscopes based on our birth month and sign. I'll be the first to admit that growing up, I frequently turned to the horoscope section in the Washington Post to see what the stars had to say about Virgo, which is my sign since I was born in early September. I'm not advocating astrology. I'm just telling you about what happened. Anyway, but whether or not they were, um, I don't know how they would know what this certain star indicated. Was there some journal of astrology that foretold of and included a diagram of the star of the king of the Jews? Or were they sitting out one night stargazing and saw some awesome sight in the universe and went, wow, the king of the Jews is born? Well, I submit to you that either way, no one could know such things by human means. It is God who reveals. He speaks to us in many ways, and his creation is one of his loudest voices. Psalms 19, 1 through 4 says, The heavens declared the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, their voice to the ends of the world. Romans 1.20 says, Ever since the creation of the world, his eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, have been understood and seen through the things he has made. So they are without excuse. So whether these wise men were astrologers by trade or whether they um, just happened to catch a glimpse of this amazing star on this faithful night, it is God who reveals. And it's him that would have had to give the meaning and put within them this desire to seek him. And so their journey began. Can you see in their story a correlation to your story? God uses something or someone, or should I say he used something or someone to get your attention? To say, I'm here. And that inkling, that revelation started you on your journey to find him. So like many of us, when God made us aware of him, these men from the East probably didn't know much about him. Perhaps they had heard something about him, but it was just enough to get them started on their search. And in the case of these wise men, what they knew led them to Jerusalem. But these educated men appeared to be at least Maybe I'll put it uninformed when they reached Jerusalem. For Jerusalem had a king. A treacherous one at that. A king that would not bear a rival, not even of his own blood or otherwise. So these dudes galloped into town and they started asking around. That's why I say they were probably ill-informed. They started asking around, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. Can you imagine the response of the locals? 
You know, here these comes the guys come gallop, gallivanting into town uh, looking for a king and there was already a king. Well, this asking obviously caused quite a stir because word soon got back to Herod, who was not clueless about the prophecy concerning a coming Messiah. Verse 3 says, King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. Well, it's pretty obvious why the current king would be disturbed about his replacement. But the people were rightly disturbed as well, because they knew how treacherous King Herod was. This man had killed his own sons to secure his throne. Trouble was coming. Here we get a glimpse of emotions that was surely running high. For those awaiting the fulfillment of the prophecy, I'm sure there was joy and excitement. But that joy and excitement was more than likely coupled with fear. For what would take place before their new king would take power? This makes me think of our journey. We've heard stories of Jesus and his promises. We want him to reign in our lives. We want him to supplant the horrible things that rule us. But what will we have to go through in order for that to happen? Like these wise men, our journey often takes time and leads us to unfamiliar places. As we seek him, we, we ask around. And our asking leads us to people who are genuinely seeking him, as well as those who have more devious intentions. But we continue to seek him nonetheless. Now let's get back to our story. Herod was one with devious intentions. Having heard from others what these men were asking, verse 4 says he called the meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said. Then King Herod called for a private meeting with these wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. So the wise men learned that Jerusalem wasn't the right place. But why would the star lead them there? Had they misread it? Hmm. Whatever the case, their journey continued with newfound direction from King Herod and from the star that had started their journey. Little did they know what their asking had stirred behind them. Curiosity, excitement, fear, and treachery. But off they went on the road trip of a lifetime. We're going to see the king. We want to worship him. Do you remember coming to a place in life where you thought you had found him? Only to find that you weren't quite there yet. Anticipation and disappointment, highs and lows. Yet you knew he was guiding you. You knew he was drawing you. He had awakened in you an awareness of him. And all you wanted to do was find him and worship him. And so your journey continues. Like these wise men, perhaps days and months, even years. Verse 9 says, And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house 
and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Finally, whether these wise men came from the Near East or the Far East, it had been a long journey. Based on what they told Herod, their journey could have started a year or more before, but it was worth it. The separation from family and their homeland, the, the long roads, the, the wrong turns, the dark nights, to finally behold him and be in his presence, to bow before him. Verse 10 says, then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. There are many theories about the meaning of, and symbolism of these gifts. One theory is that all three are ordinary offerings and gifts given to a king. Myrrh was used for anointing oil. Frankincense is a perfume. And gold was a valuable. Another theory ascribes spiritual meaning to these gifts. Gold was a symbol of kingship on earth. Frankincense, a symbol of deity. Myrrh, an embalming oil, a symbol of death. Hmm, that's interesting. These gifts not only had value, but they had meaning. Now I want you to think about that as a side note as you uh, prepare for your giving this season. And like these wise men, our journey to find him most likely has taken quite some time and effort. Nonetheless, in our perseverance, we found him. In fact, we are continuously finding him. Discovering Jesus is a journey of a lifetime. And in our awe and gratitude, we worship him with our hearts and with our material substance. We present him gifts prepared for a king. We give him our very best. Unfortunately, the wise men had to leave. That's a bummer. Verse 12 says, when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Let me deviate from their travels for a moment to tell you about what happened when Herod realized they weren't coming back. He sent for soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years and older. That's why I said it probably took, their journey could have taken, you know, a year or more from the time they first saw that star. Sometimes it's hard for us to understand the things that happen on our journey, but we must travel on. What an experience these wise men had. God was in their coming and God was in their going and God was in the entirety of their journey. And so he is with us. Our discovery of him is a spiritual and emotional journey like no other. And all of it testifies of our great king. Who that we encountered in our path to finding him was encouraged to seek him too? Who, once we found him, did we tell of his majesty and the glory of his presence? Who sought him too as a result of our testimony? I think I can safely say that the wise men's journey home was more exciting than their start. Their hearts full and their loads lightened in having beheld the glory of the Lamb of God, the one who came to take away the sins of the world. We saw him with our own eyes. Oh, there was some testifying going on on their way back home. Trust me. This journey to Christmas, the finding and celebrating the Savior who was born, 
it changes us. The wise men would never be the same. Our lives would never be the same. Well, I hope this little journey tonight has encouraged you to rethink this Christmas story. What it's really all about. There's no journey greater than our journey to find him. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for reminding us, oh God, of the details of this story, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for reminding us of what we have been through to find you, Lord Jesus, and just what a great extent you have gone to to make yourself known, to leave us breadcrumbs, if you will, that we can find you as well. We thank you, Lord, for your coming, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for making a way for us, Lord Jesus. God, I ask that you would bless each and every person this night, Lord Jesus. Bless them during this holiday season and always, oh God. Help them, help us, Lord, to remember you in a right way and to honor you with our whole lives. In Jesus' name. If you are listening to this message and you have yet to find him, you don't have to travel to Bethlehem. Jesus is right where you are. Respond to him and allow him to guide you. And just as he used people in this story to provide direction, he still uses people. We're here to help you on your journey. If you are seeking, you're not quite sure where to turn. Well, we got a couple ways you can reach us. You can reach us at NewarkBBC.info. There's an I'm New card where you can connect with us there. And if, you don't, if you're not down with technology, there's this good old-fashioned thing called a telephone. You can use that as well. You can call us at 302-738-7899 and someone will reach back to you. Well, good night and God bless you and have a Merry Christmas.